What's the word, everybody? Welcome back to the Fortunately Unfortunate podcast. I am your host, Chris, and today we are going over a story from my high school days that is quite an unfortunate thing that happened to me, but I learned some great lessons along the way. As a, as a prequel, as sort of a preface, as sort of a three-movie prequel to this story, um, I want to just tell you guys a l- just really quickly what I was like in high school. Um, my high school experience was very bizarre. I had to navigate a whole lot of understanding who I really am and who I want to be. I had to cycle through having a group of friends to having to leave a group of friends, having no friends, having like one friend, having to be my own friend, like all that kind of stuff. I don't exactly enjoy talking about high school because it wasn't a fantastic time for me, but it was a fantastic time to learn about myself, which is the point of the podcast, right? Um, so this story takes place at the very end of high school for me. Unlike a lot of people I went to school with, I could not wait till high school was over. I did not enjoy every day. I did not wish that, you know, oh, I can't wait to go and be with my friends because I didn't really have that many friends I hung out with. So it was just sort of, I can't wait till this is over and I can do something else in my life. Um, but one thing that I was sort of thrown into that I didn't expect was our, our school's final assembly of the year. They called it the looking back assembly where you, you go through the, the, the events of the year, the different assemblies we had, the different things that happened to our school, all that kind of stuff. And at our school, each assembly had different MCs, which is a pretty common thing for assemblies, but um, our high school had different as MCs for every single assembly. And I think the student council or whatever, you know, the student body people, the people in the lettermans that voted to be there, I don't know. I didn't care. Um, they, they had chosen who the MCs were. And I was shocked when they asked if I would be willing to do it because it was me and three other kids. I went, I, they were in my grade that were popular and they were funny and they were nice. And I was not popular and I was not nice, but you know, I was sarcastic. And I think that's maybe why they elected me to be in this or maybe that they needed just like a, this is a tax break. If they let one of the weird lonely nerds with glasses do this, I don't know. But anyway, so uh, we we meet up the four of us to go over the script that they gave us. It is it is a hefty script. This is a good like I think it was like an hour hour and a half. It seemed like it seemed to go on for seven hours of an assembly, and we had all these little skits that we had to to memorize and be a part of and make funny because a lot of them were just the ideas that the student council had, and then we had to actually make them funny. So this also dates this assembly. The theme of the assembly was Friday, like the song Rebecca Black, you know, it's Friday, Friday. Like the theme of our assembly was a viral video that was so bad, people kept passing it on. That's how high quality we're talking. Um, So we get together, we make a couple of the videos to be like the intro, and then we actually practice the the skits we're supposed to do, the the back and forth, the dumb little things we have to do. Um, A few of them were, uh, you know, we're talking about going off to college after high school. One of us was like eating ramen out of a bowl. And the plan was everybody wear BYU shirts. In Utah, Brigham Young University is a very, very big deal. And a lot of kids I went to school with plan on going to BYU. I personally did not give a flying crap about, about BYU. So they said, everybody just wear a BYU shirt. And I said, oh, I don't have a BYU shirt. And they were like, well, you can just get one, right? 
no, I'm not going to spend my money on something that I think is stupid. So I took a, like, and BYU's colors are blue and white. So I had a Pokemon shirt that was blue and I turned it inside out and just took a, a Sharpie and wrote in like really kindergarten letters, BYU, like, like scrawled across my chest and they thought it was so ghetto, but whatever. I thought it was cool. Um, but it worked out. We, we started getting these little things prepared, our little costumes. We were figuring out just different outfit changes we needed to make. And there is a part of this, this assembly, this, this thing we did where, um, oh, I should have mentioned, this is kind of important that the MCs were two males and two females, two boys, two girls, two men, two women, whatever, whatever, two and two, you have Noah's Ark of genders. And, um, we had to, uh, interact often. And so there was a part where the other guy and I, um, we had to just make up a dance. Like I, I, I weigh like 900 pounds and I have the coordination of a brick. So I'm not a dancer. This is not my thing, but I'm great. I'm phenomenal at making myself look like a fool in front of people. So this, this guy and I, we spend lots of time making up this dance, figuring out stupid little moves that we can do. And it was to the song, I Will Survive. It's not like we're doing, you know, hard choreography. We're just making up little movements that we thought looked funny. People would laugh at. People would think we're weird. All that kind of stuff. It, it ended up taking hours. And we did it in front of one of those, like, wall of mirrors. I thought it was, like, dance moms on crack. But, like, no moms and way more crack than you needed. Um, but we did it. We, we finally did this thing. We, we made up this dance. And it worked out really, really well. So now we're getting to the fun part. We are doing rehearsals. We're getting ready. We, we started doing some pretty heavy rehearsing, rehearsing too. Um, we, we started doing it back, like the entire thing. What is that? A dress rehearsal, maybe a pants rehearsal. I don't know what they call it. Um, you know, you do the, you do rehearse the entire thing front to back and then you see what you could work on and you do it again. We're in our very first one of those and we're getting ready to get into this dance part. You know, they've given us the, the cue. They've de- they said the line like, oh my gosh, you guys are going to dance or whatever the line was. It was something clever, not that. But we, we get up there and this guy and I, we had not figured everything out yet. And we told that to them before. We were like, it's not totally done. And they said, whatever, don't worry. Um, but just get up there and just act, you know, just pretend you're moving so that we can fill the space of the song and get the timing down. Totally made sense. And we were like, perfect, let's do it. They give us the cue and we hear the music start to play. And, um, we, you know, we do our movements. We're just acting silly. We're not doing anything crazy. We look like two baboons who have been snorting pixie sticks and also listening to the music of Rush all day. And, and we, we just look stupid and, you know, we're, we're being kids. We're being, we're being silly kids. And then, I make a weird movement with my leg, something not natural, and I fall to the ground. I am like, oh, dang it, that hurt. I use my right hand, and I feel down the outside of my right leg. And when I get to my knee, I realize that my kneecap is no longer in the right spot. My kneecap, instead of being where it usually is on the top of my leg, is now on the outside a lot of people, as I mentioned before, I was sort of a weird, lonely nerd. Um, 
but I did a lot of stupid things that I thought were funny. Oftentimes that included falling down, yelling, screaming, you know, just acting like an idiot because I thought it was funny. So I fall to the ground and everybody's like, come on, Chris, get up, you know, quit being so funny. And I, I sort of waved my hand and I said, hi, I actually can't move my leg anymore. Um, so if we could stop for a moment, that would be great. So we stop the music and everybody comes over and, um, we, they're all crowding around. They're like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I am, I'm trying not to freak out. You know, my kneecaps literally not in the right spot anymore. So I was like, um, something is wrong with my leg and I can't bend it anymore, which makes sense. Your kneecap is what helps you bend. And so, uh, they get a few, a few more people start crowding around me and we're getting like a circle of people watching me as this decrepit little animal on the ground. And, um, one of the advisors says that she, she said she had some medical training or something like that, or maybe made that up. I don't know. She says, are you okay? And she touches my leg and she, her mouth drops and she goes ghost white. And she says, okay, so you've dislocated your kneecap. And we need to fix that right now. So I'm like, okay, this is fun. So they get a bag of ice, which, cause you know, ice is going to fix that. So they get a bag of ice and they put it on. They're like, okay, calm down. Everything's okay. And everyone's like, you're fine. You're fine. And the, the best thing is, thank heavens for the human body's reaction. I was in so much shock. I couldn't feel anything. And I was like, honestly, guys, like, this is fine. Like, we're good. You all want, you all want some Mountain Dew? Like, what are we going to do about this? And so they, uh, they start getting my, my parents' information to call them to come pick me up because, you know, my kneecap. And, um... They're like, your parents should probably take you to a doctor or somewhere to fix this. And they they called a few of the stagehands, the stage crew people, um, who were students. And they said, we need to make something for his leg so that it stays still. So they they get two pieces of wood and they duct tape them together around my leg to keep it still. Because I'm at public school and we can't afford something normal. <laughs> so they, when they put, they put one piece of wood, a two before, on the inside of my leg. And then they put the other piece of wood on the outside. What I did not know at the time is that the teacher who, or the advisor, whatever, the person who leads these stage crew people, she had whispered to them that they needed to pop my kneecap back into place with this outside piece of wood. So they put it on the outside, and I'm like, you guys, honestly, are the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. I'm going to get you all Whoppers from Burger, Ki Burger King. I'm going to get you all something to appreciate your kindness. And right then, they pop my kneecap back into place, and I'm going to quickly recreate the scream that I let out. I screamed so loud. I screamed so loud because it was horrific blinding pain to have my kneecap and all the muscles along with it just snapped back into place. So now I'm in tears, tears just streaming down my face. And I'm a, I'm a senior in high school trying to look cool around girls. Oh, I was done. Goodbye, reputation. Goodbye, any chance of having a date after high school. Goodbye, 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 so long. Never signing your yearbook, never saying goodbye, renting to own goodbye. Like, it was gone. And the other thing is, that was hilarious at this time, is 
they were like, we need to get him a wheelchair so that he can get wheeled out to his parents' car and so he can go to the doctor. And they spend a few minutes while I'm sitting there just trying not to pass out from pain. They're like, so our school doesn't even have a wheelchair, but what we do have is we have a pallet with wheels on it and we're going to just going to, we're going to like tape a chair to it. So they literally just like duct taped a, a metal chair to a wooden pallet and then lifted me onto it. And they're like, okay, this is like a makeshift wheelchair. And I was like, well, this is, this is how I go in and out. So I've dislocated my kneecap. I go to the doctor and think, actually, it was a miracle that those kids popped it back in a place. The guy said, you know, it was good that they popped it back in when they did, because if not, we might have much bigger problems. So, you know, all is fair in love and more, which is not the expression, but anyway. Um, so they give me a knee brace and they're like, best of luck. And the the people I did this assembly with when I get home, they call me and they're like, so are you going to do it or what? Like, are you healthy enough or do we need to figure out, do we need to literally rewrite the entire thing? And I was like, no, I got this. I can totally do it. I'm just going to have to find a way to make it look like I'm not in blinding pain all the time. So what I did is I still did the assembly. When I was on the stage, I avoid walking because I actually couldn't walk. I needed a cane. I needed something. And so I was like, if I can just avoid walking on the stage, I can walk little steps, but I can't walk across. And we totally made it work. We absolutely did. But the other thing I needed to do is from where we would enter the stage to where we were dressing, we had to literally run to make it in time. And I couldn't run. So what I did is I took a a walking stick, so like a staff, and I would run with it. I look like Moses in the Olympics, like Jesse Owens and Moses mixed together. I'm trying to to sprint with a staff, parting the Red Sea while I do it. And I look like an idiot. I'm, I'm, I'm like rushing. I am rushing with a stick that might turn into a snake. Who knows? But I do. I do the entire assembly. And, and I'm able to accomplish this ridiculously hard thing. But not, I'm, I'm also not a good actor. I'm not great at memorizing lines and stuff like that. And my kneecap's out of place. So all of that in mind, we still did this assembly and nobody could tell that I was in horrific pain. It took a long time for my knee to heal. All of the mes- all of the muscles, not all of them, but you know, the muscles were torn and it was a whole deal. But now we're going to talk about what are the lessons that we learn from dislocating your kneecap trying to dance. The first lesson we learn, make up a good story when people ask how you got injured. When girls ask you, hey, looks like you got an injury there. You're limping. Did you get in a fight this week? And you're like, nah, I was dancing and fell and my kneecap fell out of place. They don't think that's attractive. <laughs> it's, it's, it's bizarre. I know, right? Can you believe standards for men? Anyway, all the time people be like, you should make up a better story. Like you fought with a bear or you were in a bus crash? I don't, nobody ever said that to me. I was not in a bus crash. I don't know why that came to mind. Oh my gosh. Um, anyway, the real lesson that we learn from this is sometimes the truth is much funnier and much more relatable than a lie. People actually would tell me, you should start making up a different story of why you hurt yourself. And for me, it was never important to make up a story. I thought it was kind of funny that I had injured myself dancing. And that I was still able to accomplish this ridiculously hard thing I did. 
I thought it was relatable that I had messed up in a way that most people didn't think you could mess up. I thought it was really cool that I was limping around at graduation when other people were jumping and sprinting and being like, oh my gosh, we're going to be friends forever. Which is, that's my impression of everybody I went to high school with that I hated. Um, I, I didn't pretend to be like them. I was happy to just limp around and be like, yep, school's done. Let's leave now. Let's get this bread. And the bread is everything that's better about life after high school. Um, second lesson to take from all of this. I am not aware of anybody whose life does not vastly improve once high school is done. The second you leave high school, just when you become an adult, when you turn 18, life gets a thousand times better. Even if you have dislocated your kneecap and you're limping, that is better than life in high school. Like you, you are your own person. You're your own adult. And you've learned these great lessons about who you want to be, the type of people you want to hang out with and what you want to do with your life. That is such a great thing to take from high school. Of course, academics, whatnot, you know, Fibonacci sequence. I don't don't even think they teach Fibonacci sequence in high school. Maybe at some really cool school that I didn't go to. But, you know, I digress. Another lesson that I've talked about before, but I want to reemphasize with this. Just because something bad happens to you doesn't mean it's an excuse for why you weren't able to do something. I re- I messed up my knee because I was dumb. Yeah, absolutely. I should have been more careful and I should have known for a fact that my kneecaps sort of float in my legs and can dislocate if I'm not careful. That is something I should have known before. But I didn't quit the assembly. I still said, meh, I'll do it. I'll figure out a way to do it. And I did with a staff. I was Moses leading the children, leading the children through the assembly, leading the children of Israel through the year that we had experienced as seniors and sophomores and juniors and whatever. 2011, different time. Rebecca Black's Friday was the most popular thing. Let's remark about that. Anywho, making something out of nothing. That's the lesson you can take away from this. Just because you get hurt, just because you fall down does not mean you can give up. You can give up when everything else is gone. But just because you hurt yourself, just because things don't always look the best, keep making things happen. Keep making things work. And, and honestly, just take that away from it. I, I made the joke about Moses and having a staff, but literally, that was hilarious to me. I stood out from everybody else. I had a staff. I walked with a staff. And I got all kinds of jokes about it. But it looked cool. Nobody else had one. So be different. Be proud of yourself. Be happy with the things that you go through. Everybody, that is today's episode of the Fortunately Unfortunate podcast. Once more, make sure you tell your friends and your family to listen to the Fortunately Unfortunate podcast. This is something that I am taking very seriously. I really enjoy doing these podcasts, and I want more and more listeners that I can get. Um, Right now, we are starting social media accounts for this podcast. So look up Fortunately Unfortunate on Facebook. The Fortunately Unfortunate podcast on Instagram. We're going to be doing something different with those accounts Um, Every single episode, I'm going to be drawing a cartoon of what happens in that episode and posting it visually on those accounts so that people can get a feel. There will always be a link to different things. Um, We are now streaming on, I think, nine different platforms, um, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So make sure you're listening that way. And, and look us up on Facebook. I want to make this an interactional, an interactional. That's not even a word. That sounds like intersectional, which is a form of feminism. Um, I'm not saying I'm against feminism, whatever. (laughs) I want to make this an interaction between, between listener and podcaster. So please get on social media. Um, also I have a Patreon for this account, patreon.com slash fortunately unfortunate. Um, any support I can get for this, this is once more something I'm taking very seriously. So if you can donate a dollar a month, 
$3 a month, that would make a huge difference and would help me make better podcasts, make things more efficient, get advertising out there so lots of more people can listen. You guys, thank you so much for listening today. I appreciate you who hang on to the very end of this podcast. Uh, you're few in number, but but you are my, my, my favorites in the world. Thank you, everybody. And once more, remember that the unfortunate things that happen to you are fortunes in disguise.